Hello, everybody, and Merry Christmas. Giving you a holiday edition of the Ozone just before the Yule Tide Carol. And I have a beef. I don't feel like I get much action in the song. I mean, we have a theme song. And we don't have to, it's, it's all icons. All I hear is icons. <laughs> they know what time it is. You know what time it is. <laughs> uh, next thing I'm going to hear is about Oladipo. <laughs> uh, and yeah, how he's lighting it up. And I stood, like I said. Still not a superstar. He is a super. 30-something points a game is a superstar. Crazy. No. There's more to just your numbers than a superstar. No, it's not. Yes, that's what the is. numbers. Are, that's what the numbers Ladies are Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the conversation I have to have all the time. <laughs> because I'm <laughs> always my, right. With my, oh, okay, Trump. With my crazy brother Terry about always. <laughs> nice going, Mike. <laughs> this is the Yozo live from Koreatown on a cold but nice wintry mix in Los Angeles, folks. I'm here. My name is Omar Miller. I'm your host. I'm here with my brother, the always right icons known as Terry Miller. Yep. We all know that guy, folks. We know him, and he's right most of the time. I would say <laughs> 75 to 80% of the time, he is dead on. <sighs> Anyways, we got a lot to cover today before uh, you get into your eggnog, or maybe you're already knee-deep in eggnog, or maybe you're in traffic. What is eggnog? I mean, don't get me the lion, but I know it's an alcohol-laced beverage if, when done properly. I don't makes like you the feel consistency good. of the eggnog. Uh, you know what? It could make you vomit, or it could make <laughs> you feel good. It's up to you. It's, it could go either way. But we want to cover a couple of things. We've got some college football. i got a caller that wants to slide in some info about the upcoming bowl games. We got baseball and some moves in the hot stove. We got the NFL constantly in confusion. And I think we're going to start off with basketball and get this uh, get this train moving, ladies and gentlemen, before we slide into some boxing. So starting it off, I just want to say I think the Houston Rockets are phony. Of course. Dan Tony's the coach. But it could be one of those city things. I mean, 2017 was the year of Houston in the headlines, whether it was not the year Hurricane of Harvey or the Houston Astros or now. I mean, the Houston Rockets are acting a fool. They're, they're out there. I mean, they're putting up crazy numbers every game. Always. It literally looks like nobody's guarding guys out there. Of course. I just, I don't understand. And then you get in the playoffs and what happens? Slow motion. Yeah, you go in a half-court set and they're non-existent. I mean, and, and, and James Harden quits. And, and even if he doesn't, he and has, then, to, he has to give in. And he submits. and then He, he gives in. Again and again. Because he has to make Houston livable. <laughs> yeah, so, so, and then he quits. And next thing you know, you got pictures and videos of him at the strip club. Yeah. Um. What can Dan Tony do to actually make this team, to make anybody believe, including the guys on the Houston Rockets, believe that they're going to beat the Warriors? Quit. <laughs> That's Dan Tony can, can quit. <laughs> Relinquish control to another coach? Yes, because he doesn't. his philosophy is shooting as many threes as he can and not playing defense. That's not going to win. That's not I gonna, don't think they're going to beat the Spurs now that, that Kawhi Leonard's back. The Spurs did very, very – Yeah, they held their own while held he was their out. Own without their superstar, and which is a big deal. Right. But – I mean, I never take the Rockets serious. I never take a D'Antoni team, team serious. Yeah. I've taken the Rockets seriously. Yeah, in the I've past. taken the Rockets never... serious in the past with Elijah Wan. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not a D'Antoni squad. Not a D'Antoni. No matter not where the Lakers. he is. Not the, the the Knicks. Not the Knicks. Not anywhere he's been. He's He preaches Phoenix. offense. Yeah, he preaches offense, which is cool. It's good to watch, but it doesn't work. It was like watching the Buffalo Bills back in the day. Buffalo Bills with the running or the Houston, Te- uh, Houston Oilers. Oilers with the run and shoot. You know, it looks good, but it doesn't win. Overall, the big, you know, it the doesn't big win dance. the big games because great coaches or good coaches figure out how to stop it or slow it down, and then you lose. 
in the big games. Always. So you're seeing the answers letting him quit. Speaking of D'Antoni, the 2018 Hall of Fame first-time candidate ballot is out, and we have some interesting names. I want to know who you think. First-timers, get straight in. You got Jason Kidd, first-timer, no. I would give it to him. I mean, I don't even know what the hesitation was. Jason yeah. Kidd is in the hall. Jason Kidd. I, I just I think he rubs me the wrong way because he's a bad coach. You know? it, yeah, that seems to really bother you. You it want a guy because, to be good at everything. Well, he since should, you're right all the time, I mean, I can understand. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but who can? What who can live up to your yeah, standards? Come on. <laughs> but you know, I mean, Jason Kidd. He was a a great ball player, but. Coaching wise, I just uh, he's not. He's up not coach. in the hall. He's not going to the hall. Nah, as a exactly. Coach. So I have to let he's him going to the hall as a player. And as for, a player, for, for Jason distri- Kidd was unstoppable for distributing the rock. He could distribute the pill, yeah. like almost like I would say one step below magic because he no, that, that too, dude too far. I know. No, I said far. below. You said one step below. That's one step. Well, one step beyond. Jeez, Louise, <laughs> save your eardrums, ladies and gentlemen. Buy some. He is way below Christmas. Magic Johnson. Never ever put him in the same conversation, Jason. I, I, not about the, the passing. That, that dude distributed the pill. How many? How many rings does he have? He has a zero. Okay, a thank you very zero. much. But uh, but you, I will never say it was Jason Kidd's fault that he didn't get a ring. You should. Because only because at that time he wasn't willing to team up and play with the mega teams like everybody well, is now. Well, you didn't have that option back then. Yeah, that's what I mean. So what do you want from him? He's supposed to take that weak net squad and beat the Diesel? <laughs> well, you, he's, the one, he's the one to sign the contract. Are you crazy? Nobody he, made him sign the contract. He thought they were going to get some help. And they ended up with Derek Coleman. DC. And, and, <laughs> DC playing around with them shotguns. <laughs> and not the OG crib. Uh, then you got Steve Nash. Now, this is funny because to me, Steve Nash is a Hall of Famer, yes. But I have a bone to pick with Steve Nash. Because the way he played the Lakers out? No, I don't care about the Lakers. Even though now I do like the Lakers. Actually, no, I can't front Lakers, anymore. I like the Lakers. I actually, I like I, watching the Lakers. the Lakers. Exactly. I like watching the Lakers and the Sixers now more than any two teams in the league. It's all about the youth movement. I agree. I agree. And I think the Houston Astros have shown everyone that it's all about that youth yeah. movement. As well as the Warriors. I can't front. The Warriors were hella young when they just won the chip. Well, and everybody throughout all of the, the layer of sports is showing you that you don't have to go out and buy players. You can develop yes. them. You, you can, can draft them. And then you can cultivate them into winners. And that's With what the, proper coaching. Yeah, with proper coaching. And that's what the Lakers are doing. They beat the Rockets. Yeah. The, the beat unbeatable the Rockets. Rockets. They beat, they beat them. the Rockets. And beat them soundly. Yes. Beat them soundly. Um, but Steve Nash, no, the problem that I have with Steve Nash Actually, isn't, isn't, isn't Steve Nash's fault? No, because D'Antoni just created a system that worked well for the personnel he had to a certain degree, just not to the ultimate level. But for Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash, that system was impeccable for them because right. they can run and gun, and Steve Nash jumper was wet from deep. Um, he was one of the better shooting point guards. Ever. Because Jason Kidd wasn't really a great no, shooter. No, but he could still score. He could score. He was because he, he could finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had, surprisingly, he could rebound, Jason Kidd. Yeah. But Steve Nash gave you – he was a great ball handler. He could shoot. Problem that I had was I always felt like there was a he – was, he was a taste overrated. And, and really? I was the one who turned you on to Steve Nash because he used to play at Santa Clara when I was going to San Jose State. Right. And I used to get to see him play several times a year. And I was like, man, this is – dude, this Canadian cat, he looks like he's out of control. But trust me, it's I under. remember you brought him out on live. Brought him out on live. I was blowing people Because <laughs> <laughs> live knew. NBA, EA Sports knew how nice he was. Yeah. And so uh, – no, the only problem I ever had with Steve Nash is is they robbed Shaquille O'Neal of the MVP that year when Shaq went to Miami and took his team directly to the Eastern Conference Finals and should have went to the finals, to be honest. And they got rid of Eddie Jones and Damon Jones because they didn't understand how to play with the big man. And uh, and and Steve Nash got the MVP that year, 
And I don't know. I just never felt like he was the best player in the league, even though that's how it was sold. That's all it always is in all the sports. Look at Mike Trout. Mike Trout basically almost wins it year in, year out. He didn't get it this year, but, you know, it's not about that guy. You know, it's in a, in a sense. Steve Nash won it, and Shaq was the better player, obviously, and was the real MVP, but they, they sort of put a tag on the guy, and that's, that's who they're going to sign up to win the MVP. You're saying that the league literally yeah, just gets league. behind a guy yeah, and the says, league. well, this is the face of the league. Yeah, they sign off on him. Hmm. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Because um, you can't tell me that if you ask anybody, are you would you have Shaq back then or Steve Nash? <laughs> Come on, man. You crazy? Are Shaq you crazy? literally showed up in that big, that 18-wheeler and had <laughs> and he literally. The diesel. And he brought the diesel. Remember, he showed up and he was cut. He was in crazy shape. And he wanted to teach a legal lesson. And he did and he, that. He did that. And while while Kobe and the celebration uh, was not happening in Los Angeles yes. at that time, you got Ray Allen. To me, easy call. Ray Allen is. Uh, I I'm, what, I hate three to or four say rings? it. Maybe even more. I think he's you just know got some. <laughs> one of my things. Ring that, pops in the back. Right, but one of my things is that I don't feel like you should have to have rings to be able to get into the hall. I agree with a that. A lot of these guys are good ball players, and if you're a good ball player, you should be in there. Yeah. If you're a great ball player, you should be in there. Yeah, not a good well, ball great. player. Yeah, great. Um, but Ray Allen it was a great meets, ball player, he, and he meets the qualifications. He has the rings. He's got the criteria. He meets the criteria in series, okay. uh, and he's clutch. I mean, you can't beat clutch. And to me, sometimes guys that are clutch should get in, even if they don't meet the other criteria, because clutch is what you remember. Yeah, like Robert Ory, like Jack Morris. Who we'll cover because he finally got in, and I'm yeah. so happy about that. Jack look, at, Morris. look at a guy like Robert Ory. The Lakers actually wouldn't be what they were. You know, Kobe and Shaq. Nor the Rockets. Nor the Rockets. The guys had but, seven rings, I think. Yeah, but look at Robert Ory. And the Spurs. Is Robert, by the way. Is Robert Ory in the, in the hall? I don't know if he's I don't in think so. Brother Hall. I don't even think that they he should be. That'd I be know, just, but but see, that's that's the thing. His numbers probably don't support him being in yeah, the hall. Yeah, but, it, but, but he's a guy end, that but should be in the he's hall. He's big shot, Rob. But if you talk to anybody who watched basketball like, from 95 to 2010, you want Robert Ory on your team. Wet ball. All the time in the playoffs. He's got antifreeze in his veins. <laughs> Ice cold. <laughs> Ice cold. Yeah, and somehow or another, he's always wide open. Why won't anybody guard Robert Ory? Too busy. You got double team Jack, double triple team. Not yeah. on. Not when he's on San Antonio. Oh, you got D, was that D Rob? No, you didn't have D Rob at that you point. Had, you, had you had Tim, Tim Duncan, Duncan and a young Tony Parker, Come Chris on, Tony Parker, so, and a Ginobili. And you got to leave him open. And then you talk about him playing with Elijah Wan and them. Come on, yeah, I can't leave him open. Now to. seven after six rings, you have to realize I can't leave him open. <laughs> I got to let somebody else beat me. But Ray Allen's clutch as they get. Actually, a friend of the Ozone. I like Ray. He's got a fantastic restaurant down in Miami called Grown, I do believe it is. Grown Organics. It's organic fast food. Mm. You should check it out next time you're down there. It's pretty tasty. I think it's called Grown. I'm not really into organic. What is it? Organic fast food or is it that VG stuff? Vegan. Yes, it's called vegan, but that's not what it is. It's organic, <laughs> meaning it's not tampered with by processing. That's what they say. <laughs> I don't know what's Ladies and gentlemen... I don't know what's wrong with my brother. He woke up on the wrong side of the bed. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> and by the way, he's still mad that Cheeto is his president. Every day. <laughs> Every day. I think we're going to get a caller on here and see if Randy can call it. <laughs> going down the list. Now, this is where it gets dicey. Grant Hill. Does Grant Hill deserve the hall? No. That See, that's what I mean. I feel like he got hurt. too much with the hall like that. And man. But that's, that's the hall when it comes to basketball. Yeah, because that's like even the saying that, you know, it's almost the equivalent of Don Mattingly making it in, you know. 
Ooh. And we all know we want Donnie baseball and I want in the Donnie hall. in there, but you know he got hurt, the injury thing. But we, never, but we know his skill set. We know his skill set. Extraordinary. <laughs> Your skills are extraordinary. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're saying no on Grand Hill? We got Chauncey Billups. Uh, no, I don't get Chauncey in either. I know he's got two rings. I do believe, but I wouldn't put him in. His numbers don't support that. And also, after the the Pistons, the way that he played with the Clippers, that display of yeah, like just, just, I, the nonchalant of it all. The, the that I don't really don't, element. Yeah, of, I don't care. Of being, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really feel it. And then you got Rip Hamilton, who actually, I like Rip. I was about to say, I think Rip because Rip was clutch. I would His take Rip over do support it. definitely. And he has ring, maybe two. They they play together. I know, but I'm saying I don't know. I don't know if he has two. If they got two, or they just got one. I think they have two. They beat Shaq and Kobe, and they beat. I think they just got one. I think they got two. That was Big Ben Wallace too. No, because you know who gave it to them? Who <laughs> led the league? LeBron James oh. gave it to him. Because they were going to go play the Spurs, and the LeBron James gave it to him, mm-hmm. which was a surprise, because they had just beat the crap out of uh, Chicago. Surprised at that time, it was a surprise, and and once again, I mean, really, if you look at it, Greg Popovich is the Lord Zod, the General Zod mm-hmm. to LeBron James, Superman. He shut LeBron James down more than anybody ever yes. in the big situation. He understands. He understands. He understands. I don't think he can understand it now. <laughs> he wouldn't be. Able I do to. because it's all on the. It's all on the. It's never it, at this point. LeBron's so far ahead of everybody. It's not about him. He can still only do so much. It's still a team game. It's not like a boxing right. match. So if but, you put but the onus on these other guys, these other guys got to do their piece, and you don't know. I, I don't believe time you. in and time out. We don't know. They had the team. I, you can't tell me they should have the beat day, the Warriors yeah, last Yeah, but, but, but back in the day, year, though, year. they messed with LeBron mentally. Now I don't think that it's possible. No, but that's because back in the day, he was the one that you wanted to make sure didn't beat you. That's no longer the case. You recognize Well, that, I think that Popovich, what he said was that, you know what, we're going to put him in a situation and, and let him fail so that then he would take himself out of the equation. I didn't think that's the case. I think that I think that they they took that status of saying, "Hey, you know what? Did he lead the league? That guy is not going to be the guy that beats us. We're going to make blank beat me." And Drew Gooden was not up to the task. <laughs> you know Why what I mean? Bring up Drew, <laughs> Drew and, Gooden, and 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 even uh, the the rest of the cast wasn't up to to the to the you know to the task. Truthfully, he should have won. He should have beat LeBron four times or three times, but he only beat him twice. Because they lost to the Spurs, the Spurs, lost to the Heat in that year with the Ray Allen shot. So it all comes full circle. Now, staying in the NBA, LeVar Ball has announced that he's going to make a paid league to for kids who don't want to be exploited, in his words, by the NCAA and play for free or play for a scholarship if their uh, intent is to play professionally. And this league is supposed to groom them. Well, they're basically, they'll be paid a minimal amount of money but some sort of a livable wage to play basketball and develop their skills to then be able to play overseas and or in the NBA. Basically, starting the farm system. And, Which, and I don't think that – I think this is a good idea in a sense, but I don't think that he's going to get the support or – you know, the NBA is a monster. It's a big machine. And I think it's a big corporation going, with a lot of corporate sponsors. Yes, and I think they'll eventually smash him. I think I, it's just like his big baller brand. It's a great idea. They're both great ideas. But he's going to need a lot of support. He's going to need a lot of support. And, and who's willing to stick the neck out to support I was just him. about to say, and the, the, the smear machine is already at work. They're already at work. For me, a guy like him, what he should do is to try to hook up with the Drew League, and maybe they could work together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because the Drew League has um, a reputation already. It's, uh, it's already a standard standard there. But if you go out and try to start your own, then the NBA is probably going to smash it. I don't really feel like they could smash the Drew League like that because the players like to play in the Drew League. 
But I, but you, you there's think, also no money involved. Yeah, but I, I would like to think there's no money involved in college either. <laughs> I would like, <laughs> yeah, right. You must be joking. You know, it's money involved in college. So not for the players though. I mean, there is, but it's just on the under, not openly. Yeah. It's not transparent. Now, what I'm saying is, is that I think that personally, my take, I think the idea is great. I think he should have shelved it until he got at least one of his other kids in the league and he and or he made his money. I think you need a lot of financial backing as well as uh, goodwill for this to work. And I think that if down the road Lonzo Ball pans out to be good and maybe one of his other kids gets in and is good, then he has the financial backing in-house, and then he also potentially could have the goodwill to say, hey, look, look at what I did with my three kids, my two boys. I know how to get kids ready to play for the league. Trust me to funnel. Now it's all so loud, you know, with him that I don't know if that then in turn will translate. I don't think it's For gonna, the support. Yeah, you know I don't what think I'm it's going to translate just because the NBA is not going to let them. They have the G League and the D League. And right. They're, they're not going to let somebody just come in and start a league. That's like me. I love baseball, but I couldn't go start a uh, you know a minor league team or a system and then think that MLB is going to let me just go ahead and do it. You have to be – it's a good old boys network. Everybody knows that. So they're going to have to let you – are they going to let him in to play? I don't think anybody wants to let LeVar in to play because he gave you two and two. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to bring that up? Why not? <laughs> but, you know, in the news, your boy is trying to do the same thing, switching gears in the NFL. Your boy uh, Vince McMahon is trying to go XFL too. Yeah, so did Donald Trump. And that's one of the reasons why he's anti-NFL. People don't even seem to recognize that, but Donald Trump has a beef with the NFL because he couldn't get in. And so that's why he went over there to Canada and started his own league. What he what did he have? Not the CFL, but uh, I think it was the XFL, wasn't it? Or was it not the XFL? It wasn't the XFL, but he had his own football league. It was the greatest league ever. Uh, uh-huh, except it that it didn't it was work. The best league. <laughs> Small technicality. Yeah, and so he has a beef, and everybody knows that he holds grudges. So that's one of his beefs with the NFL as well. But they, if they don't want to let you in, they're not going to let you in. You have to buy your way into a system like that. They don't. They're not going to let somebody from the outside. Same goes for what Puffy's trying to do, announcing that he wants to buy the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I'd be amazed if they end up letting Puffy buy the team, whether or not he has the money. Right. Because they have that's to the be, point of these systems. Yes, and you have to be approved by the the owners and all that kind of stuff. It's a it's a good old boys network. They right. have to let you in to play. If they don't feel your work, they're not going to let you in. Right? Are you going to go along? Are you going to cause confusion? Are you going to do what we say? If you're not going to do what we say, we're not going to let you in. Yeah, I mean it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, at, at least that's how it has been, and that's how it took so, so long for ownership. Yeah, so what I mean, even for change for minority ownership in the NBA, you look at it, you had to be Michael Jordan to finally get a team. Right. And not only that, though, it's like a uh, the NBA is different than most sports because it's more of a revenue share situation than it is with the other leagues. Baseball, they don't really, you know, the the players aren't a part of that revenue share system, and football definitely is not. Football needs to work on their players union and that CBA. They gotta work on that CBA in football. It's, it's a, just a, a cut above boxing, which doesn't have one at all. What <laughs> <laughs> step above? Right, that's terrible. And these guys get busted up like it's no tomorrow. They get busted up. Now, staying along that line, by any chance, did you see this beautiful show special that the NBA did with Magic? Uh, I saw the little highlight of him and and Isaiah, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play that clip. A little reparation going on there, huh? Little, little, uh, Little reparation shot, which we all need from time to time, my brother. Uh-huh. We need to repair, you see. We the, do. The young man found themselves at odds. And here we go. This is Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas. 
I would say to you, this has been a tremendous day, right? My wife, my mother, my father have been saying, y'all need to get back together. Yeah. So when everybody called, I said, no question, we're going to do this. And just to sit across from you and have those relive those moments of fun, excellence, working hard, dreaming big, because we were dreaming of moments before we were even, who, who, who stood up at 19, 20, 21, dreaming of stuff we wanted to do, and now here we are doing it, you know? But you are my brother. Let me apologize to you if I hurt you that we haven't been together. And God is good to bring us back together. Am I right? I know, man. It hurt me, too. Come here, man. to go through, but we through it, brother. Okay? I'll always be here. Oh, come on, man. I already know. I know. I know. I'm still mad that you beat me. <laughs> and that's the best. They, they're laughing about it. That, uh, honestly, at the most underrated player in the history of the NBA yeah. is Isaiah Thomas. Because you want to talk about clutch. And he's got more, just as much drive as Magic Johnson, and Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan anybody, anybody else, anybody else in the league, I mean, anybody else in the league. Yeah, he actually is one of the big people who made Michael Jordan who who he, he was. sure did. Michael Jordan has should should thank him to yeah. a certain degree because he toughened Mike up. He was like the older brother to Michael yeah. Jordan, to be yeah. honest. And Michael was bitter with him though about that, which wasn't cool because you know this whole well, thing. and it spread over to Magic. And you come yeah, to find out, I didn't like know cancer. that. Yeah, I didn't know that Magic was complicit in keeping him off the dream team as well as the, Mike. The whole crew. It's, and which, I didn't was know really, that. Really nasty. They were they were upset with the way that the Pistons conducted themselves, and they robbed Isaiah Thomas. They did, and they can't they get that, him. and they can't get that back to for him. That's not no, right. that's not that right because right. he he's not. People don't talk about him in the same breath as they talk about Magic Bird and Michael Jordan, which is not right. Right. Well, if you watch basketball in the '80s, you know what time it is. Front, if you want to. Yeah, but Isaiah this is, Thomas was but this as is big on Magic time Johnson. as I mean, anybody. This, this is on Michael Jordan, though, because Michael Jordan is one of the people who started that smear campaign against him and most of those guys from the Pistons. They went, they went and pulled Dennis Rodman from there, but these other guys, you know, like Isaiah. They really started a smear campaign against him because, you know, he's Well, the that's because Isaiah was the leader of the team. Yeah, and he lobbied – Michael Jordan lobbied the league, although most people don't even talk about it. He lobbied the league to get them to change the rules for them to soften up on him and everything. And and it actually helped Michael Jordan out. It helped his game. Well, and, I mean, it's not like they gave it to him. Michael Jordan then supplemented that with actually hitting the gym and getting stronger. Yeah, you, but you know they, what? they did you give could, it you to could, him. You could argue that the Pistons are responsible now for the athletes to a certain degree other than – HGH and steroid use, which I believe is rampant in the NBA, um, you can argue that they're the reason that guys started really lifting weights for basketball right. is because Michael Jordan brought something in, this crazy work ethic that everybody talked about. Right. Michael B Jordan brought nutrition and the crazy work ethic in because he was getting the crap beat out of him by the Pistons. Well, I think the Pistons brought it in and Michael Jordan followed suit. 
I don't think so. The Pistons were just tough dudes. That, that, that Rick Mahorn wasn't hitting the weights. Yeah, Rick Mahorn was just as What uh, about Dennis Rodman? Dude, was not hitting the weights. Yeah, Dizzin, he was come just on, a, he Dennis Rodman was, was beast mode. Yeah, but that was when he was 22 years old. That wasn't because he was uh, a John stud. Sally. He All started, those, those guys were not hitting. Go back and look at the photo. I have. I look those at, guys are string beans. They're not ripped up at all. That what they are is is super strong and intimidating. They're violent. <laughs> That's what not, they not are. Bill Lambier, though. <laughs> Bill Lambier but just, they all fit bro, the same. Yeah. If you go look at them, James Edwards, Vinny the Microwave, Adrian Dantley, all these guys. The thing that I think is for them to rob Isaiah Thomas of this, at least now they admit it. Now, a piece that I didn't know, and I would love to know how this happened, I didn't get to see the whole thing, is, you know, Magic said that it was the, wasn't Michael Jordan. They said it was rumors that was that he believed to be started by Isaiah Thomas about yeah. his sexuality. Exactly. That that led him to say to keep him off the to vote down on keeping him right. off the dream team. Magic had enough sway where if Magic would have said he was on, he would have been on. Right. Even with Michael Jordan being the big dog at that time. Right. And Magic being, was just as big as he was back then. I mean, the tide was turning, but yeah, for sure, for sure. Magic at that point, Michael Jordan still wasn't even a. I don't even know if he had won any rings, or if he had, he had one. Yeah. As opposed to, most, yeah. Well, actually, that was '92. So, Mike, I think he had maybe two. He had two. Yeah, one or two. But, uh, but I mean, and Isaiah Thomas was still physically available to do it. Magic wasn't all there, and uh, actually, Magic was all there. But Larry Bird's back was messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole nine. I just think it's terrible. I think it's great that they're reconciling. And you can see in the emotion because the guys are crying and the whole nine. But uh, you know, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> let's see. There you go, spreading rumors. But I, but I think that it's um, man. That's you think about getting robbed like that. The different things that have happened in life that you say, ah, well, it happens for a reason. Ah, it's gonna work out. That didn't work out for no, Isaiah Thomas Isaiah or the never world. Get it back. Yeah, and they you, you lost seeing Isaiah play in the you know in the Olympics in the grand scheme with the best of the best with, with the his best peers, of, w- and which and, he was definitely in the elite of. Yes, and then and then the other part that I had a problem with that was is now if you look at it, I am one hundred percent certain that this has affected the outcome of his financial life because mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's a team owner, Magic Johnson's a team owner. Larry Bird was a team owner slash uh, coach, uh, um, yeah, GM coach slash GM. Isaiah Thomas took a head coaching job with the Knicks that went all the way wrong. Yeah, and, and he GM'd a little bit. He he went point guard heavy. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't believe it. He couldn't. And but this is what I'm saying. I don't believe that his financial status is that of those guys, but his impact was the same as those guys, and it would have really been catapulted had he been able to be a part of that dream. Well, team. a lot of those guys wouldn't be who they are. I would like to say if it wasn't for Isaiah in I certain agree. situations because he pushed the Lakers to the brink. He, he pushed, definitely he, made the, he, the, 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 Celtics. Chicago, uh, the Celtics and the Chicago Bulls. They, the, all, those four teams were the main teams. Yes. And he's right there with all of them. Yes. And he got his two. He went back to back. And he could have got three. Could have got three. Had that problem. He got, got hurt. <laughs> he got hurt. If he didn't get hurt, he gets three. And there was still a chance because yeah. <laughs> that was that game. Dennis Rodman decided to put up the, the end of the game <laughs> shot. What are you doing? <laughs> We needed to be a hero right there. And Joe Dumars tricked. Did. Joe Dumars wasn't didn't get that clutch shot. They could have had three. You believe that? In the middle of the eighties, crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Last piece on basketball. Um, your favorite player of all time had his celebration in which he had two numbers retired this past week. Kobe Bryant, your best friend, who oh backstage goodness. at the, at the conference, you guys were buddy buddy. No, we weren't buddy buddy, but he was cool. <laughs> he was he's in a different he's in a different state of mind right now. He was yeah, he cool. is. Yeah. He is. He is for sure. But uh, <laughs> what I liked about what he did the other night when your boy shot that air ball, that air ball, he got up and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> 
He wasn't trying to see all that. He wasn't. Are that. you money? He's you ain't money. You haven't been spending your time in the gym. It ain't no reason to come up short right there. We going to OT. Why am I going to OT? I don't need to go to OT. Not if it's not if it's decided on the free throw line. <laughs> come on, man. Now, now, one thing I'll say is that the uh, one thing that I found to be very, very interesting about that with Kobe is in his speech, you can see his maturity as a man uh-huh. in what he's speaking about. Mm-hmm. None of the stuff that he spoke about was true about him as a player, in my opinion. <laughs> None of it. What can you do? Now, what can you do? But, but. Talking about Mamba the, mentality. Yeah, it, it's it just wasn't true. I watch Kobe Bryant shoot the Lakers out of as many games as I watch him shoot them into. Yes. Sometimes in the same game. Right. You know, and and just that that well, when you watch that documentary about it, then you can you you know you have a little bit more understanding. I forgot the name of the documentary. Have you seen it? Not the uh, one with Spike Lee. I don't. You know what? I need to look that up. But um, uh, he talks about you know where he transitioned and made the change and just turned into a because I do believe that he's always been a selfish ball player but then he went completely to the dark side to the to the black yeah. mamba you know what I'm saying and that is when the diesel dipped yeah that's when he ran diesel out of town mm-hmm. um which that was great to see all the guys there to celebrate him you know I don't understand having both numbers retired I really think the Lakers went over the top that because was now they're that going was to be like number short huh that was <laughs> like the that was like the uh that what? was like the the Republicans slobbing each other down after this tax bill that oh, was that was that Mike was pornographic Pence. that was there Mike was so Pence, much that was disgusting that was disgusting i, I don't was, know who that's attractive to that other was, than that was embarrassing cheeto the narcissist but uh oh man that was ugh. why would a grown man sit there and ride somebody else's jock strap like that he's worth it <laughs> like oh that. wait that's not even in the same league that's not, at least uh, and, at least thank Ahmad. you omar for uh, hosting this podcast <laughs> And uh, I don't know how I would be able to do this podcast. I couldn't even breathe without Terry. No air, no air. <laughs> Ernie, the way that you press the buttons and you equalize the sound, it's uh, just, uh, we've never seen sound equalized like this. No one's ever sweetened it. It's never been so balanced. Never. <sighs> yeah, no, that, I mean, but that was a problem I had with it, but it was a beautiful celebration. You can understand how Kobe held up the Lakers' growth and robbed them for that period of time. The Lakers by robbed themselves it. of that. That's what I was just about yeah. to say. And you can see why, though. Because at that point, for the last three years, it hasn't been about winning. It's been about finance. And the $48 and million that, that they signed him for. Yeah, but Jerry Buss is completely against not winning. You Jerry think Buss been, you think is been down in the that? grave. And no, I don't but think, do you think he's he concerned been, about the But Lake do you show. think he would have been down with that? Uh, I think he would have figured out a different way of, of making Kobe – comfortable in his farewell even if it meant you know i think he, he would have had another another approach because what they did is they just acquiesced to all of his demands and that just it is what yeah. it is and they should just let him be player coach at some point then if that I, they the might case. as well yeah. they might as well uh because it was so bad i mean he literally he slowed their progress yeah he he put them unlike the yankees they're behind the and they're behind where they celebrating that last game i even still hear people today talk about that last game oh man that last game no man that last game what like come on man are you kidding? I've never seen worse defense in the NBA. <laughs> Not even from a D'Antoni team. Not even from the All-Star game. Not even in the All-Star <laughs> game. Are you kidding? I agree. I agree. Let's move on to football because the Raiders actually made my divorce proceedings go a lot easier this season. And I'm happy about that. The Raiders actually got ripped off a little bit this time. Hey, fellas. How's it going? Trucker hey. Dave on hey. The, hey. the roads of the United States of America at Christmas time. Merry Christmas. How do you feel, my brother? Silver bells. Still <laughs> just don't talk about silver and black. You can talk about silver <laughs> bells. Hear them ring. Because uh, right now, that's what we're talking about. And, and you know, I'm on here telling the icons that 
the Raiders have actually made my divorce from the organization a lot easier. I have to say I've been flirting. I've been spending some time with someone. I've been spending <laughs> some time with the Rams, and they, they treat me really well. They, they, they have courted me well this year, gave me some tickets for the field. I've had a good time out there. And uh, and now the Raiders got cheated, and I don't even feel bad that they got cheated because they play such a bad game every single week. What do you think is going on up there with Jack Del Rio and the infamous piece of paper t- test? You know what? I, I just feel that the Raiders are an organization that has regressed. Everybody knows that. But the fact that he's a defensive coach with an offensive quarterback and they're not using Marshawn Lynch, they have to go back into the draft and get some defensive players. I know Donald Penn's out for the rest of the year, yep. even though it's only like two games. The Raiders are just uh, – he warned us. What else can I say? I have to give him credit. Give credit where credit was due. Thank we you were talking about his negative. Negro Domus strikes once again. Thank you, Thank you Ernie. Thank you, Omar. He was right. I'll be here all year. He was right. I mean, I think Marshawn Lynch is averaging about four yards of carry. I was about to say Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn he Lynch. looks good when they give him the ball. But what's up with all these coaches that have actually a running back that actually decides to go against that scheme? The pass in that situation where Derek Carr is struggling because of this back injury, you run the ball and you open up the pass, right? Just like they should do it in Kansas City. Why is Derek Carr coming back two weeks, three weeks after breaking his back? (laughs) It makes no sense. The season isn't that important. You just have to chalk that up. I have to write it off. And low key, this is where Mark Davis is totally different from Al Davis. The very first phone call that would have happened after Derek Carr busted his back would have been to Colin Kaepernick. 100%. No question. And that means the Raiders take a whole nother level of allegiance to the Raider Nation. Right. And the Raider they Nation, sure would. yeah, they sure would. It would have been a whole nother level of allegiance to the the nation. Would I guarantee you would have had the number one selling jerseys and the number one merchandising in the whole country? But instead, you're going to bring back you're going to bring back the broke back. You're going to bring back broke back Mountain, <laughs> yeah. and and it's a, it's a bad look because he literally wasn't ready. I'm not even mad at Derek Carr. No, you're not mad. You know he wants no. to play just like any athlete. You want to get out there and compete, but you can't. I mean, you physically can't do the things that you were doing before. And then people are expecting that from you, but I can't do it. And then I have a bad coach as well. Come on, man. We're not running the ball. You need to take some pressure off of me. You have two good yeah. receivers. And I was disappointed that they lost that game in, uh, against Kansas City. I thought, you know, I'm like, okay, this is a game that the Raiders need to win. Right. And they went up there and they lost it, you know, turned the ball over. Too cold I mean, for it's them. like, it, it's just, it's unbelievable, man. I mean, they have talent. And, you know, they get talent and they just don't do the right things with it. So it's just a Classic dysfunctional organization. <laughs> I mean, that's what you have to say about them. What about Pete Carroll? What about Pete Carroll saying it's uh, too many clicks in his locker room now? Now he's turning against guys like Bennett and all those guys. But what's happened up there in Seattle is the fact that the Rams have arrived and the Rams have everything the and they've got draft picks. And uh, the Rams movement. are the future. Yeah, but yep. Pete, Pete Carroll is the problem because he's talking about exactly. he's, he's talking about he I just Russell Wilson hikes the ball when they hike the ball and I just look at him running around out there you know something great's about to happen. That's not what football's about. You watch your your quarterback get run the ball for and, his and life. run for his life. You're supposed to have plays. Wow. You're supposed to have a wow. scheme. You got to have a scheme. You have to have an offensive line. And what about going into the draft and getting you a high end running back? Take the pressure off of this guy. This guy's really Why? the MVP at eighty-six. At 8-6, and six, the guy is really the MVP because nobody else in the league can do what he does. A hundred percent. I feel like he do the, it without getting hurt. Right. I feel like he's the best player in the league. I mean, the dude is – man, 
man, it's just unbelievable what the guy can do, man. But he can't, you know, you're shortening his career if you yes. don't get him an offensive line, a running back, another receiver. What's wrong with that? It's almost like they're committed up in Seattle to having a minimalist approach. It's like they want to show that they can do it without all of the talent. <laughs> and what they did show was is when they had all of the talent, they are one of the greatest teams in history. Like those, the, the, the two years that they had all the talent that they should have got back-to-back rings, uh, I mean, they, they literally were just about unbeatable. The only, only people that were going to beat them were themselves. Yeah, right, and that's exactly what they, that's exactly what they did, man. But um, moving forward, look at the division. You've got Jimmy Garoppolo now. You've got the up-and-coming Rams. I think it's like the end for Seattle. I think this is, I mean, yeah, if they don't they, reinvent themselves, this is what happened to Pete Carroll when he was at USC. You know, he went all the way up. He went all the way up. Yeah, football is dirty like that, man. The tide turns quickly in football. You like it, It's not a one or two key injuries. Cam Chancellor's out. Uh, you lose Marshawn Lynch, and then you can't trust Richard the process uh, because Procise isn't serious. He can't get himself together. Richard Sherman, the other running back. What's the other running back's name? Uh, Thomas Rawls. Thomas Rawls, you can't trust. And next thing you know, you're a shell of uh, uh of yourself. Yeah, Earl Watson up there, right? Uh, was Earl Watson? Oh, no, I'm not Earl, Earl Watson plays basketball. Uh, no, I know. What, what's his name? Earl Thomas. Earl, Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm sorry. You, you have the Legion of Boom, which is now fragmented because they laid so much wood for so long. And 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 you're not getting anybody to replace them well, is the problem. The reason why they're still staying on the field so long now is because they don't have offense. You have a right. you have a quarterback out there literally hiking the ball and running for his life, and the coaches enjoy watching it. And he just happens to be good enough to be able to do that and move the chains. And he's not a big guy. No, that actually is helping him. That's the difference. His IQ is so high. His football IQ is so high. You know what? It's I'm, unbelievable. I'm going to say something else. The fact that you can tell that he's a multi-sport athlete actually yeah. helps him out a lot too, yeah. because because he's not a giant dude. That's what eliminates him getting hurt like Carson Wentz did or like an RG3 did. He's He's got a low center of gravity. And also, when he moves his feet, he doesn't just have front-to-back speed like a lot of football players. He's got yeah, lateral he movement and footwork like a basketball player. He's got the grace of a baseball player and infielder, which he was. You know what I mean? He's, he, he uses – you can see how important it is for him to be able to use his body in all these different ways. And ultimately, it's all going to be for naught because he doesn't have any help. When I tell you – Sanders playing quarterback. Yeah, 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 exactly, with no line. And it's unfortunate, too, because you're going to watch this guy's career be shortened because they won't do what they need to do to support him. And I just don't know why. They have the money. Get get him some receivers. Get him get him a run. You have Jimmy Graham now, and you have Doug Baldwin. And Doug Baldwin, to me, is like a number two receiver, not yeah, actually a number one. Yeah, you still don't even have a, a – the yeah. And and then you and then you talk about a running back. Now you don't really have a running back. You had Marshawn Lynch before. Now you don't even have – you have uh, – what a number two and a number three running back. Now the play action is all about Russell Wilson on the play action running, right. not about the running about back option, running. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's more more like an option than it is like a play action. It's just not cool to watch. Man. It's not cool to watch. Look at the guy. He's second in the league in touchdown passes. He's got thirty with Crazy. nothing. With nothing. He's got thirty. Carson Wentz thirty three. Tom Brady twenty eight. Deshaun Dude, Watson, 75. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he hasn't played in 10 games. <laughs> Man, the dude's been out for like eight weeks, eight weeks and he's got 19 touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> God, 
God, how many would you really have had? Dude? I mean, seriously. Man, come on, man. Seriously. The guy was giving you 50 touchdowns yeah, this year. 50. Especially if they wouldn't have played him out, he could have played that first game. Yeah, right. They played him out in that first game. He probably would have had at least 24. Hey, man, Tom Savage. It's all about, it's all about <laughs> Savage. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking of the Savage, how in the hell are the New England Patriots the luckiest team? How do you get every break, every call, for like who sold their him, soul to the devil? I told you so him. that they would get every call. Now we're talking to a Patriots fan on the line. What? Uh, why? Why can't Asante what? Samuel pick the pass in the Super Bowl for the Eagles? Why did this kid Sean Davis? What's that? He was on the Patriots. Oh, he dropped the pass yeah. on the Patriots. Sure did. Yeah. Now, why? Why? Why can't Sean Davis pick the pass when Tom Brady gets the, the ball? It's a cookie that floats up for him. Now, what why like is Jesse James doesn't don't he he can't possess the ball? Why can't Jesse James just go down at the one and then stretch instead of the imaginary hit he was worried about coming? He had the ball, and what makes Big Ben force that pass? If you watch that play again, right after it, instead of forcing the slant. The play actually works, and if you look out on the right in the flat, the 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 tight end leaks out into the flat. He's wide open. I lost a little respect for Ben because he tried to throw everybody under the bus instead of just saying, I do, I do too. "Yeah, instead of saying I, I messed up," because he messed up, and he tried to blame it on the coaching staff and everybody. Blamed it on the the, the popcorn man in the stand. <laughs> he blamed it on everybody. <laughs> hey man, it was you. You did that. You made a bad decision, even though they called that play. Even if they told you, even to though clock we it. all know it was a catch. Yeah, they told but you to at clock the same it, time. Throw the ball in the stand in the seats. Whatever. Yeah, it wasn't open. It wasn't open. Said, did nobody make you throw that pass? Yes. Yeah. You neither, you Russell Wilson. The reason why. <laughs> you, you ask the reason why, and I'll tell you the reason why, and you can say if you agree or disagree. They, they kind of have, until somebody bumps them off, they have this Mike Tyson effect. They do. They show up and you get intimidated by them. The Michael Jordan, start, Mike Tyson effect. Yeah, yeah. They're not doing any they're, – they're already beat. It's just that you can't realize in your mind – it's kind of like that year when – Sacramento had the Lakers beat, oh. but they folded. They folded, you know. With, and uh, Portland. And Portland. Yeah. The, these guys, they had them beat, but mentally, they're like, wow, we're beating the Lakers. Well, it's kinda we're like... going to move on to the next round. It's a Mike Tyson effect. He yeah. had the people beat before the fight even started. And it just and got just... even worse with it got even worse with the uh, with the Super Bowl this year. Once the Super Bowl this year happened and that comeback happened, forget about it. Nobody wants to see Tom Brady out there because nobody remembers for the first three quarters of that game, Tom Brady looked like an old man. And he looked was, defeated. He looked completely defeated Bill because the young guys were out there running amok. Julian Edelman was the only person out there to look like he wanted it. Julian Edelman was the only dude that was like, not me. Tom they, Brady they, uh-uh. couldn't believe that it, it wasn't working out right it, it, He couldn't believe he was getting picked, getting bullied. Yeah, but look at it like this, fellas. Look at it like this. You got a team in Jacksonville that if they match up with New England, if they go into the uh, into New England, you got veterans out there that are not old that won't be scared of them. Calais and Campbell also, is not scared of the lore of, of Foxborough. Leonard Fournette will destroy the Patriots. He should. Yeah, <laughs> he might end up with two hundred yards. Back, and you have the general manager slash, you know, Tom Coughlin. Who's beat them twice. Yeah, so in the biggest game, on the gotta, biggest stage. Right. You got the two best cornerback tandem on your team. You got run stoppers. You got pass rush. All you have to do is create a couple of turnovers. And this guy, now Tom Brady, the kind of the speed of the game, you can see him in the last two games. Yeah. He has two touchdowns and four interceptions. He's just the a tick behind. The speed of the game. He's just, it's is, amazing is how Father Time is undefeated. It's un- unreal. 
now look at it like this. Your two running backs, they'll get Burkett back when the, uh, when the playoffs start. But your two running backs, they won't be intimidated by him if they play him. So I, I think Jacksonville can make some real noise, man. They're like a they 2017 can. version almost of the Baltimore Ravens. I'm, I'm interested to see what Garoppolo's going to do against him this week because he's a, Mike, he's a Tom Brady protege, and I think that he's going to give him a little problem. I don't. I think so, too. I, I think, think he's so. the truth. I he think Garoppolo is the truth, but the I think that, that that's why I don't think he's going to give them a big problem is because that Jacksonville Jaguar team, what they it's got what, what they got travels. It gets yeah. it's no matter where they defense. go, defense travels, homeboy, and they're not scared. Those guys are not scared, and all they need is for Blake Bortles to be just a bit better than Peyton Manning was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but what like they, they need a little bit better than a game manager. Let me tell you something. What right. what the Jacksonville Jaguars do is that they depend on getting you down, and once they get you down, then they can they can pound you. They can pound you. They can put that defense on you like that. Yeah. But if you can stay in the game with them, what they've shown in the past, you can give them a, a problem. And That's this good is, analysis. Uh-huh, and then, and this is what Jimmy Garoppolo I think he could do because he can, because San Francisco's defense is not crazy bad. No. And and Jimmy, they're, they're actually on the come up. Yeah, and Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's a good is point a, that Trucker is, Dave brought up just before talking about the division. Yeah, and Jimmy Garoppolo is a above average quarterback, so I think that he'll be able to move the ball if they can stay competitive with them. They might be able to upset them. Wow, I'm just saying. They got a really good chance. Everybody's thinking, oh, oh, yeah. games in Foxborough, games in Foxborough. You got to look oh, at this. No, he was talking about San component. Francisco. Oh, okay. But no, no. Yeah, but go I, ahead, I'm go ahead, up. please, I'm go ahead. About when the playoffs start. Yeah. Look at this key component. There's two weeks left, and we don't know who's going to get injured right now. So you can't really say anything. Yeah. You got to wait NFL. for two weeks and see who's healthy. I mean, somebody's going to get hurt in these two weeks, and it could be a big determining factor on the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, but the Thursday night games are going, thankfully, and that'll save yeah. a lot of people from getting injured. Yeah, they're just going Saturday, Sundays now, right? Yeah. So, now – Trucker Dave, we gotta we're, we're gonna wrap it up. Next uh, episode will be our year end episode, and I wanted to introduce an idea for you, which is give us your nomination for greatest sporting event of this year, twenty seventeen. Wow, that is uh, something I will have to get back to you on. Um, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a few out there. We got the Joshua Klitschko fight, which was fantastic. We right. have the Super Bowl, which was fantastic. I mean, especially if you're a Patriots fan, which you are. We have Game 5 of the World Series, which is, to me, the greatest sporting event maybe that I've ever seen ever. And there's one more that I'm missing out on right now. There was a basketball game that was crazy nuts that I'm forgetting about right you're now. You're crazy. <laughs> but it, it just think about them. <laughs> and uh and report back for all you listeners who are not from california that's a fast food chain out here that's fantastic and they have a really funny commercial that culminates in a man singing <laughs> so all right trucker dave where you where you calling in from in this uh great country of ours all my exes live in Texas, and it's raining right now. I'm moving <laughs> along to 35, hoping to get this here delivered. I'm in Texas. Well, they do it big in Texas, and everything is bigger out there. Be careful on these roads, Trucker Dave. We will speak to you before year end. Good, fellas. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ah. Uh, Great analysis right there. I like. I, I mean, you guys just got me pumped up for the playoffs. Yeah. Especially since my team's going to make it. 
Hmm. Ooh, the Raiders. The Rams. <laughs> no. I told you. I've been flirting. <laughs> no. I've been flirting. We've been seeing each other no. on the side. You haven't been seeing I've been my Rams. to the Rams. <laughs> um, so, very interesting. Very interesting. Now, let's move on. Did you see the fight this weekend? No, I did not, to be honest. I saw the fight this weekend. There was something very disturbing that happened, and there was two fights. Uh, there was, you know, a card full of fights, but there was two fights. There was a fight on the undercard where a kid named Douglas, who used to be really good, fought. And Roy Jones brought out a great analysis of saying that the kid literally was just not responding to a right hand that a guy named, uh, I think his name was Tommy O'Sullivan, Jack O'Sullivan, an Irishman, was was throwing. He just literally wasn't responding. And you, when they slowed it down, you could see him see that it was coming, and he would just close his eyes. He wouldn't move his head or What's anything. Wrong with him? I don't know. I think the kid may have a problem, but he needs to retire. And he was actually really good just a little while ago, and he took a beating, and it went the wrong way. He took the wrong kind of beating. Wow. And it went the wrong way. You should really watch this fight. It's disturbing. And they ended up stopping the fight in like <laughs> yeah, the seventh fight or eighth round. Disturbing. Yeah, mess up your sleep. I, I don't want that. And, uh, I don't need and, any more of that. And, and, and it, wasn't, it was not a good look, really. Really wasn't a good look. Wow. And um, it's always terrible to watch fights and fighters go down like that because it's, it's such a dangerous sport where you're just watching a guy just get his brains literally pounded out. And then your reaction times leave and you don't have your, your senses about you and you just stand there and take punches. I mean, this is this is what it was. It was like uh, it just didn't. It really didn't make sense. It was like you're watching a kid who is, you know, has a a, a superior athletic ability, which you've seen before, mm-hmm. and it just literally was not there. Think he fought too soon after the last fight? Uh, yeah, I think he should just retire. Honestly, he should find another line of work. Antoine Douglas is a kid's name, and it was Spike O'Sullivan uh, who who gave it to him, and. Spike O'Sullivan actually was beat by Billy Joe Saunders. Now, Billy Joe Saunders is the other guy that everybody always is a side note that owns the other belt in the middleweight category. And now what he did do, he beat the crap out of David Lemieux. But David Lemieux, you didn't see the fight, but David Lemieux basically, you're seeing that Manny Pacquiao effect. Uh, and, and certain guys, it used to happen to guys with Mike Tyson. It happens with guys when you fight guys where you catch a beating. And it actually didn't happen as much with Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson would beat guys up within three rounds. Guys like Manny Pacquiao punish guys for eight to ten rounds, and it takes something out of them. It takes life off of their boxing years. Right. And Gennady. And Gennady did that to David Lemieux. Mm-hmm. Gennady beat up David Lemieux bad, uh, I think about two years ago, and he now squared up against uh, David Lemieux had the candidate for the knockout of the year last year. If you remember, it was late last year. He knocked mm-hmm. a guy out. Beautiful knockout. Um, but what ended up happening was he was more than a step behind. He wasn't a tick slow like we're talking about with Tom Brady. He was a full step behind. He's throwing punches, telegraph so far away. And Billy Joe Saunders had superior footwork. Right. Worked primarily off a jab. He doesn't have a lot of power. And he's, I do believe, the WBO middleweight champion. And it sets up a really intriguing round robin between Danny Jacobs, Billy Joe Saunders, Gennady, and Canelo. Which to me, I still believe that Gennady is the best. Followed very slightly behind by Danny Jacobs. Yeah, uh, I actually don't think Danny is that far behind Gennady now. No, uh, I think that because he, of age and because of yeah. you know just overall wear and tear. Gennady's in boxing years; he might as well be ninety years old. Yeah, um, and so you know he still got enough to beat up those guys. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. You know, I love Gennady. You know that. But if he fought Danny again, if Danny. Probably would switch the game up a little bit. He on would. It. And he would. I think he would call it, give him a problem. I don't think that that fight was close like everybody. The I first agree. fight wasn't close like everybody said that it was. I agree. But I I feel like that Danny probably recognized that he actually could beat him if he put the right if he put the right game plan together. 
And I think that he would come out with a different game plan instead of trying to stand in there. You know, at first he came out to the first six up to the first six rounds, was trying not to get knocked out. Yes. And then after he established that he wasn't he, that he could take it, he he really put in some good work. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and well, it sets this fight up. I would actually love to see. Danny Jacobs fight Billy Joe Saunders because oh, I think I thought you were gonna say Canelo. He'll take his. He'll take his. Oh, Canelo! I think Canelo destroys Billy Joe Saunders. Oh, I, I, I think. I, he, and I, I feel, think that's he, how I feel about I think, Danny Jacobs think, and Canelo. I, think, I feel I like that, Danny Jacobs would kill Canelo. I see. I I really think you sell Canelo short, and I, I don't. No, no, I no think, I'm talking about size wise because Danny Jacobs. Is yeah, Canelo is the smallest one out of this whole bunch. Yeah, by the way, yeah. Canelo really and Danny Jacobs 54, understands 50, the size. He's a 58 guy, 54, 58 guy. Yeah, and Danny Jacobs understands the size factor, and he would. Did pepper him with that jab, and he's got power, and he's got enough to keep Canelo at bay to drop ones and twos on him to get him out of there, put him to sleep. Canelo has enough to put anybody to sleep. That's it. This, I don't is, the, this that. is the thing. See, and that's you don't believe it, but it's because he, you said he can put anybody to sleep. He didn't put uh, Triple G to sleep, and Triple G stood in there with him and let him put it on him. He, but they, listen, Gennady sees all the punches and all the angles because Gennady's the best in the world. That's how it works. Uh, what can you now, say? now, uh, Gennady didn't get hit with a punch that he didn't see, which is what happened to Amir he did. Khan. He did, and which was happened to a lot of guys. He did, and he and he walked right through it. I didn't see that. He yeah. got he got hit, and he got hit. I think I, it was like I a always, ninth, ninth or tenth I round. I always saw him get hit with punches that he saw. Wait, I, he got hit hard. I'm not saying that. No, he got hit but hard I, I in the ninth or tenth him. round with an uppercut that he did not see coming, and he smiled, and he then he started coming forward, and I think that's one of the things that made Canelo's. Think to himself like, oh my goodness, this this is real. I can't get him out of here. I feel like Canelo, the one of the reasons why they said that the them re-signing is imminent, but one of the reasons why they haven't signed yet is because Canelo actually has that in his heart now that I don't believe that he thinks that he could beat him. It's very possible. Very possible. I if if I was Canelo and if I'm a Canelo fan, I wouldn't think that that was encouraging that showing. Canelo's cool. We met him a few Canelo times. Canelo is a, actually a, a great yeah, guy. He's a great guy. <laughs> we, we met him a bunch of times. Had dinner with him yeah. after the fight with yeah. Cotto. Yeah, he's and, a cool and he's dude. a great young he's a man. Young, yeah, he's a great young really, man. Really, really yeah, positive solid. young guy. Solid guy. And uh, and yeah, I just don't think that he's better than Gennady Golovkin. I do think that he would make for great fights against. Uh, truthfully, I think he'd make for a great fight against Gennady again because. I could see Gennady <laughs> pressing so hard to knock him out that he would make he some get mistakes. Slipping, huh? Yeah, I mean Gennady's now has a long time to recover as well. Just yeah. like how you know what I mean. This when I think that Gennady's is superior in that sense in his ability to take punches and tolerate pain. But Danny is the sleeper cell in this thing. Billy Joe Saunders put on a very impressive display of athleticism and speed, but he's not more athletic yes, or not, faster no. than any of the other three and guys. He doesn't have any he's faster thunder. than Gennady, but yeah, you but know he what? doesn't have the thunder that these guys bring. And that's what Canelo you need. And that's what Danny you need. Jacobs that's and, what you need. Gennady, those guys can get you out of there. And the other thing that, that David Lemieux couldn't do that I think the rest of all of those three guys can do with footwork is you can't run from them all night. They can cut the ring off. David Lemieux couldn't cut the ring off, and he he chased Billy Joe all night, and he got punished for it. He really did. What is that Danny Jacobs um, Chavez fight? I didn't know that Danny Jacobs and I, Chavez I had gotten announced. No, I thought they were fighting. I didn't hear no. that. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. You can look it up. You yeah, tell okay. me. I'm about to look it up. Um, but as far as I know, I don't know if Danny's next fight has been solidified. But what they're talking and what people, what the streets are saying and what they should say is, is that if Gennady and Canelo are on the card for uh, for Cinco de Mayo, then the undercard should be Danny and Billy Joe. And it's true. That's what it should be. And then throw in one smaller fight underneath that. Uh, maybe if the tie home is ready to mix it up again by then, even though he's a he's a sore he's, he's he's mixing it up in in February. Uh, matter of fact, we got invited to that fight. It's going to be here in L.A. Um, 
let's move on. Moving on. You tell me if that, that information comes through. No, it doesn't. Let's they, take they, were, it. they were planning on fighting in December. I guess he got pushed back. Yeah. I mean, he just fought. There's no way they were planning on fighting. He just fought in at Thanksgiving. Remember? Danny? I mean, at the at the end of October, Danny just fought, uh, what's his name? On his first... Uh, on his first uh, card on on Chavez HBO. wants Danny Jacobs in December. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, Chavez. That's just saying. That's like that's boxing news. That's, that's on boxing news. I'm sorry. Don't just reading info. You don't. You can't. You can't absolve yourself from it just because you. That's that's that Trump style. Can't say oh it was somebody else. Oh uh, no, Trump makes stuff up. I didn't make anything up. I'm reading the information, <laughs> which was made up. <laughs> so you're 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 so, back in fake news. The, no, I'm I'm saying you're don't. back in fake news. You this are. dude right here. No, I'm not. You that's just called I'm it out. Don't don't do it. There was never a term called fake news before 2016. Don't do it. Stop. Anyways, oh, my goodness, this guy. So, uh, Major League Baseball, they're making moves. Hot stove. It's hot. Stove of hot. It's hot. And I think the hottest move that recently has happened is the Longo Toyota is heading to San Francisco. Evan Longoria, Long Beach native, is is there maybe Fullerton native who played at Cal State Long Beach, is heading to San Francisco, the city by the bay. And I tell you, Buster uh, Posey couldn't be any happier. I'm sure about that. I'm sure. They need, they need get, one big left-handed they need, stick. They need a left-handed. But maybe your boy, uh, the first base. Brandon Belt, he's Bell might not step. serious. He had a decent year. He's not. He's, he's got never, that vertigo. He can't seem he like he gets himself with together. that pop because he's a big guy that doesn't really. They need that. Greg Bird. <laughs> they need a guy like Greg Bird. A thumper like Greg Bird. A left-handed guy that can get the ball out of the stadium. That's one of the hardest parks, although it doesn't look like one of the hardest parks to hit home runs out of. Except for to right field. Mm-hmm. It's one of the hardest parks to hit home exactly. Everywhere but right field is huge. If you've mm-hmm. ever been there, it's a really big stadium. Uh, but one thing that I do like that they're talking, they're talking about the Dodgers flirting with Lorenzo Cain. Now, Lorenzo Cain's a winner. I, I know, but how many outfielders do you need? Hey, listen, they're talking about the Angels getting them too. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, just, I mean, I, how many outfielders do you need? Oh, come on, dude. I mean, one of the biggest things out there is Manny Machado moving. That's what's humongous. Manny Machado. Go- I don't think Manny Machado's going anywhere. Well, they said now they're talking about pulling him back if these guys don't, if somebody doesn't offer him something great. And I don't blame him. Why wouldn't you get? Yeah. You know, no, he's he's one of the best players in baseball. Yeah, he had a down year, whatever to that. We all know what time it is. I, what's a down year? 270-something and 30-something bombs? Yeah, that's a down year for him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's crazy, right? Exactly. He has that Miguel Cabrera kind of potential. Yeah, he does. Uh, and your Houston Astros are talking to you, Darvish, which I think could be a great fit because yeah. it seems like the Astros are the only team that you, Darvish, can get away from. Yeah. Other than that, he was dominant. And they probably can tweak him and fix him up a little bit. And, yep. And what you're talking about, a front-line pitching staff, that would be crazy. It sure would I be. I mean, everybody's talking about the Yankees. The Houston Astros are the world champions. <laughs> and they have a lot of potential and talent still because they have a bunch of They do, of but kids. you can't discount the Yankees just because you you're a fan of the Astros. What the Yankees have I'm done is Yankees. impressive. So yeah. don't act like but it's but not but impressive. Yeah, but it is stand, impressive. Stand, okay, but the Astros are still the world champions. Yeah. And George and, Springer, and, I'll take George Springer over Stanton. It's not. It's not a one-on-one game. Yeah, but if you that's what. Everybody, but that's what all the Yankee fans are talking about. No, that's not like, what all the Yankee fans stand, are talking about. Stand. No, you, had, no, you, Reds, you always manipulate the, the argument. Boston you're Red lying Sox right now. JD it's a lie. Martinez, the uh, the Boston Red Sox will win that division. I'm not sure about that either. Well, but I what, am but sure. what? But what? Yeah. Okay. But but what? But what will happen is is that if the Yankees had Giancarlo Stanton in their lineup in that series this last year, Doesn't there's no anything. doubt. Oh. Okay, like, you're talking nonsense. You're talking reckless, and you're talking nonsense. That doesn't mean anything. You're yeah, just, it does. What do you have? Another thumper? You're supposed to be playing baseball. You're supposed to be hitting for average and power, not just for power. Mike Stanton hit almost 300 last year. 
and Giancarlo rather, sorry. Giancarlo yeah, hit almost yeah. 300 mm. last year. And <laughs> and in that that's hitting that's though he put up triple crown esque numbers. So that's that is hitting for for average. So don't don't try to play me. I know the numbers. So but but what were the numbers with then? that? If you know the numbers what were they? Tell me the numbers. 284 59 and 1. That's not 300. I didn't say 300. You I said, said almost, almost hit, yeah. exactly. That's not almost. That's yes not it 300. is. Yes it is almost 300. No. But then you can ask everybody who listens to the podcast and everybody that you've ever played baseball with and ask if 284 is closer to 300 or closer to 250 and the law oh, of, of averages in math tell you that it's closer to 300. So but please it's not stop. 300. And I never said that. So okay. you're making we'll up an argument that doesn't that doesn't work. As usual, you're trying to manipulate the tape. And thank God we have your lying ass on on tape oh. now. So you can you well, can at the end of play, the season, play we'll that see, wordsmith game with other people. At the end people. of the season, we'll see if Mike Stanton will be the difference in the Yankees going over the top because it takes – His name is Giancarlo. <laughs> <laughs> because it takes pitching to win, not home runs. Sure it does. Not and, home runs. And because of that, the and, Yankees and are and trying to get Garrett Cole. Yeah, but if you have you Darvish, Lance McCullers, Justin Verlander, and Dallas Keuchel, I would take the Houston Astros and Charlie once Morton. again. Yeah, and Charlie Morton. I would take the Houston Astros once again. The only thing the Astros have to get is a closer. That's all yeah. they would need. But I haven't seen them make any moves towards that direction. But they don't have to. They have a minor league system that's filled. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We're going to see. Because it wasn't filled in the World Series. But it was filled it enough was, because was, they won the championship. It was filled enough because the Thank Dodgers <laughs> because the no, Dodgers tricked. No, because the Dodgers tricked because the Astros are a better team. I don't know about they that. They were better, the best team in baseball the whole year. The Dodgers were the best team in baseball the whole year. No. The Astros were the best team when it came to the World Series. The Astros were the best team in baseball the whole year. Until they had injuries, they fell off a little oh, bit. Just like any the, team. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, there's always a caveat in the icons. No caveat. All the time. Who's the world champion? Who's the world champion? All the time. Who's the world champion? The Astros. Well, thank you very much. Astros. But end that's not talking about all year. End of conversation. Look at the record. That's not talking about all what, year. The Dodgers beat them by how many games? But the Dodgers beat them. Yeah, but so not in the World Series. But not in the World Series. Now, we're and not the, talking, we're talking now, about all year. And now once we put all those games together, they probably average out the beat. And run score. Ladies and gentlemen, do you hear this? You guys run back the tape yourselves so you can hear his circular logic that always runs back to him trying to be right on a conversation that then he loses, that then he then in turn decides he needs to try to manipulate to make it right. No, no, but it averages out. Like no, the, no, no, like but this. No, 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 but this. I'm averaging out that the Astros are the world champions. There's the nothing best, to average the out there. Team that's that's in a baseball. fact. The best team in baseball. Period. That's a fact. You can go get that's Giancarlo and everybody. The Astros until still they the play world the games. Champ. Until exactly. they play the games. Thank you. Very the Astros much. are the best team and in baseball. I told you that in the beginning of the year. Yep, you did. Thank you very you much. You did. And there was a period where they were not the best period, the team in the game. But they are the best team in baseball. They are in the in the in the off season as of right now. They're still the best team in baseball. Well, they, until I mean, somebody dethrones until, them. I was about to say, until somebody they're, else gets crowned that, uh, that, that, that World Series exactly champ, right. they're the best. They are the best. They want it. <laughs> they want it. And it's going to be interesting to see if they can hold on to it. Because uh, I, I'm actually, I was really surprised that, that Carlos Santana left the Indians. I was, I was to surprised. To the Phillies? And I feel like, now, is, does he have family in Philadelphia? Or, do, or does he just see potential that, that a, we don't necessarily it's see? It's a cold-weather place. I don't understand that. Oh, but he's always played that, in a cold-weather yeah, place. Not that far from Cleveland. Or to, or, uh, uh, um, I, I feel <laughs> like I felt that same way when um, when Edwin Martinez left. Uh, uh, Edwin Arincarnacion left Toronto. But. Yeah, but the thing of it is, is that I don't understand going to the Phillies. The Phillies have nothing to offer, really. Right? What do they have to offer? <laughs> do he really like that kid Hoskins? <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron out there. But I guess so. They don't really – they're not in the – They're not – they're still rebuilding. They're not contending. I don't know how you go from the excitement of Cleveland, who in my opinion actually was the best team in yeah. baseball, uh, to to that. They're, they're not going to be but, knocking on the playoff door. Right. And not only that, he's not that type of player that takes you over the hump to get you to that I agree. situation. I agree. I, I, don't, I don't know what because that was Because he doesn't exactly. back close to 300. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
<laughs> and and nowhere near close. Yeah, you give me thirty. They give you thirty bombs. Then you have uh, you have that move that was surprising to me. Garrett Cole to the Yankees. If Sonny Crucial. Gray can become anywhere near who Sonny Gray was. Yeah, but why would you think that he can go back and get that? Because he hasn't been able to do that for like two or three years now. I think he can – because I'm a believer that once you have it, you can always go grab something. <laughs> it's just a matter of whether or not – He can't grab nothing. We're going to see. He can't grab nothing. Uh, but you still got Lou Severino. Yeah. You got Tanaka. You re-signed CC, And you got the boss man. That's that guy Tanaka. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, Tanaka, But you got Chance Adams down there. Um, in the minor leagues, which is a stud. And Still then, got Green. And then if you can bring Chad Green up into that rotation, that's serious, serious rotation. Serious rotation. But I think and, I, and they have actually have an airtight bullpen. But I feel like this in. is, I mean, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have re-signed CC as much as I I remember you him. said that. Yeah. I would because for what they got him for, it's not like, you know, you're not going to get another guy with that veteran leadership. Yeah. What, what that move tells me is they believed that CC was as much of a part of that, that clubhouse presence more so than Joe Girardi was. Which is ridiculous. I'm just, listen. I'm just saying what it what it says. You know, by by where they're putting their if money. If you listen to Yankee fans, they want they don't want to give Joe Girardi any credit for it. It's amazing to me. Yes, and I'm blown away. Something went I, on in New York that we just don't yeah, know. Yeah, I feel like honestly, because, he really rubbed them the wrong way. Yeah, because except for Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> because for what I from what I saw, I I I saw a guy who did a great job with a bunch of young kids and took them to the next level way ahead of schedule. I mean, two years even. Yeah, if not more. Now getting Stanton is huge. But I do not believe that just just because that's the. I feel like anytime you you add the MVP, it's a big deal. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It's not yeah, like even if the MVP isn't the best player in any sport, he's always close to it. It's not like he's you know. Yeah, but you know the, I I feel like the way that the Houston Astros won the World Series is playing a National League style of baseball. They use a combination of sure speed did. and power. Sure did mixed in with just enough of pitching. But right. if you not great pitching, yeah, just enough great, pitching, just enough. But if you want to go power. Then you live and die by power, which and, the Yankees have always yeah, been down which with. The Yankees have been down with. <laughs> but then now you take a take out the equation of Joe Girardi and bring in Aaron Boone. We don't know what we're going to get from Aaron Boone. I don't know what I'm going to get from Aaron Boone. Don't know what's going to. So you're going to add the MVP, in. but you're going to take which might have been the MVP of the Yankees, which was their manager. Could have been. You never know. But a lot of people, there's a lot of detractors because they really didn't appreciate him getting that call wrong in Cleveland. They, they held That's that one call, him. yeah. They held yeah, that, that against him. They like, held that against him, man. Come on. Swear he didn't win he the, said he made a mistake, too. He stood up. He, yeah, he's yeah, a stand-up he, guy. Swear he didn't win the World Series in 2009. Yeah, come on, Unbelievable. Um, and he played with Jeter. I mean, and he played with Greg Madison. <laughs> he knows yeah. how to call a game. Yeah. Um, now, real quick, uh, just to, to wrap it up, unless you've got something else, uh, I'm just so happy that – Jack Morris got into the Hall of Fame. Jack right. Morris and right. Alan Trammell got into the Hall of Fame about recently. About time, right? Somehow or another, kind of like in the same way that I feel about Lonzo Ball and everybody, the criteria that people hold Lonzo Ball to, which is a, an evolved view on being a point guard. I guess there's an evolved view on being a pitcher because for my near four decades of watching baseball, if you tell me that we're in a big game and Jack Morris is going to be on the hill. I'm feeling good. I feel great I'm, I'm about jazzy. our chances. I recognize that I may need two runs max. Right. Maybe. And no, I might only and no need errors. one. But yeah, I just need airtight defense. I just need airtight defense. Yeah, but that's the same way I feel about Alan Trammell. If you talk about uh, what's your boy in Baltimore, the shortstop, Cal, Cal Ripken. Ripken. Oh, Alan Trammell. Was- Alan Trammell should have. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, he, Alan Trammell is a big-time ball Alan player Trammell, for the Detroit Tigers. I would definitely take Alan Trammell over World Series MVP, I do believe. Yeah, come on, man. I think you got the 84 MVP, Alan Trammell. And you're talking about – And he was consistent year right, in, year out. Right. But he never put up crazy numbers. Like, you know, he, he put, put up, up the great numbers for that, the, for that, that era. Yeah, that's, that for that's that era. the thing. 
But Jack Morris is one of those guys whose numbers were probably looked mediocre on the page. But if you ever watch Jack Morris deal in a big game, you, you know what time it is. You know what time it is. You can't get any better. You can't get better than Jack Morris. You can't get better than 10 scoreless in the World Series. In the World Series. What do you want from me? I think it was game seven. I gave you 10 scoreless. 10 scoreless. Enough. I gave you enough. And Just get you- me one run. And they couldn't. They couldn't grab that. <laughs> they did. They won that game. What are you oh, talking they about? Sure did, they right? won the game. Won to nothing against John Smoltz. Against John Smoltz, gave you Ooh. nine scoreless, and then somebody else came in and gave rocks. up one run. I think John Smoltz might have gave up that one in the ninth, but I think he gave it up. I think they gave up one in the bottom of the tenth. I think that's what happened. I think. Uh, dang it, I can't remember who the closer was. It might have been like uh, Stanton or somebody gave up that that run in the bottom of the tenth. Yeah, is that the game that Lonnie Smith tricked? No, no, I don't think so. I think that was game six. I need to go watch that series again. Great series, the Braves versus the Twins. Um, so, yeah, you got anything else? No, nah, that's about it. I'm feeling pretty jazzy about what we put down here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, in a parting shot, I'm very happy to see now with this Me Too sexual harassment movement, uh, with people coming out and speaking about it, this clown, that predator despicable person that was the coach of uh, the the Olympic team, you know, they're saying the numbers now, he's going to do life in prison. I don't think it's going to matter because he'll probably get pr- killed within the first couple of years. Um, you know, they're saying that he ended up molesting upwards of 200 girls. Ridiculous. From random girls who were involved in the program at the schools that he went to train at to Olympic champions, molestation for decades. And there's a bunch of weak men out there who turned a blind eye to it. It's very, very weak because that's somebody's daughter, mother, sister, and and somebody. It could easily yeah, have been your and it could have daughter, been, mother, yes. sister, and so, cousin, friend. And if you want to turn the blind eye to it and act like you didn't see it, then that's shame on you. You're, and that, and, and you're weak. A, yes, that. and that's a serious character flaw. It's a very serious character flaw. And they're talking about bringing charges against the other lines of complicity. That's what they're not, that's what they're looking into now. Good. See who else was who else covered this up and went along with this. I mean the the whole thing about what they do is to hide it and, and make everybody feel the women feel shameful about the situation. Exactly. It's your sin. It's your problem. The meaning the guy who's perpetrating exactly. it. You exactly. know, and, and, and it's terrible. The women didn't do anything yeah, wrong. The women didn't do anything wrong. And they shouldn't have to walk around in shame because this guy has a, a flaw, a, a serious problem. That's it. I mean, I honestly believe, I told you before, they should bring back castration in these situations. We just need to make sure that we're sure that this guy's got to be sure. <laughs> we got to be sure. You can't, you can't have one of those go wrong. Yeah, you, you, can't, can't, have, have, you can't have one you can't go get wrong. wrong. It's, but, like the, it's like the death penalty. Yeah, but you know this is something that would detour men from actually. I don't know. Because the sickness the sickness that these guys have, it's I sick. don't know if it, yeah, I don't, it's a disease and I don't know if it, if it cures it. But this leads me to our quote on the the, the pre-Christmas quote, folks, is to find joy in everything you choose to do. Every job, relationship, home, it's your responsibility to love it or change it. I'm your host, Omar Miller, folks. This has been another lovely edition of The Ozone. Thanks for rocking with us. Merry Christmas, and thank you for helping our audience grow and being a part of the show with us for the whole year. This is the Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the life. This is the